Welcome to the Music That Molded Us, the show that takes you into the world of music and how it shapes and affects each of us in a unique way. I'm your host, Shane Tampkin. The music industry is an extremely hard world to be in. Many people in Los Angeles try and are unsuccessful. Today, I'm here to talk to someone who has made it in the industry. My guest today is songwriter Sid Sosa, co-owner of Quixotic Sound, a sound engineering company that has been putting out work for nearly 20 years. Hey, Sid, thanks for coming in today. How are you doing? Good. Very good to see you, Shane. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for coming in. Uh, first things first, kind of what do you do? What exactly is sound engineering? Uh, well, most of what I do is actually like music production. And okay. um, what in the in the years past, what you had your songwriters, you had your producers and you had your audio engineers. Um, and even engineering itself is is you know, in different layers, there's your tracking engineer, the person who's there to set up stuff to track all the instruments, vocals, whatever else that is needed in the studio. Later on, there's somebody who edits, and then there's somebody who actually mixes it. And then the very last step, somebody who masters your stuff. So there's a lot. Um, but now in these days with our technology, you have a lot of bedroom writers, you know, people and music uh, producers in bedrooms, or in their small studios like mine, or even the big studios, uh, they cover a lot of the grounds producing artists or writing their own product, uh, their own songs and doing the whole process themselves. You know, if they're musicians, then they're playing it all. If they're not musicians, then they're maybe they're using virtual instruments where they're using like a keyboard that would trigger the sound. And you know, with the you know, it's not like you have to have now in these days, you don't really have to have a huge musical theoretical understanding of it, but it's very beneficial uh, in order to make things happen and to produce sounds and create art, create contact, contact, content, create music. And it varies, you know, um, if you're somebody who's singer songwriter with piano and all that, obviously, piano skills help. If you're somebody who's more like into EDM, it's really understanding technology and knowing how you can have a great workflow and the equipment you need and the sounds and the samples and the manipulation of them to create this cool groove that people love, you know, in that field. So it really varies. Um, but for me, it's a matter of writing music, producing it, you know, uh, with, with not just the music itself, but with the lyrical content, with my partners, uh, with other songwriters that I work with, recording a lot of the instruments myself, uh, acoustic guitar, piano, uh, either drum programming or hiring a drummer to do the drums, um, you know, samples with strings or sounds, you know, all that stuff. Then getting to edit it down, mixing it, and then uh, sending it, either mastering it myself or sometimes I even send it to my own mixer and a master person, you know, somebody. Uh, so yeah, the collaboration aspect of it is is very beneficial, though you can do a lot of it yourself. Cool. Um, well, with that in mind, there's various things. Uh, how or rather what kind of music do you particularly like to put out or primarily put out for like commercial needs? Okay, um, I have a list of themes that uh me and my partner we focus on that um it's in a lot a lot of it's about research of listening to commercials and really listening to if it has vocals on it listening to what the subject matter is what is it they that is usually um gravitates towards uh being what's called synced or being placed in a commercial um because that is that is one way in the music industry to make money 
is getting your songs on commercials or on t television shows, you know, um, but listening to the content, uh, to the, to the, uh, the subject matter is important. Uh, what hits, you know, a lot of togetherness type of stuff is, is important are, are usually, uh, gets uh placed um standing up yourself being a hero um let's see even colors you know you know because there's not a lot of songs about colors but so there's there's not a lot of i love you songs and love you songs because everybody writes them so um but songs about like i said togetherness being together standing up being a hero uh lending a hand things like that and it, it's a challenging thing so i've written a lot of material like that and I've even had the challenge of writing like original holiday songs, which I never thought I was going to do. But uh, it was one of the ways that we were able to get our songs placed on the Hallmark Channel on a few of the Hallmark movies. And again, it's like, wow, writing a Hallmark song. <laughs> That's, I mean, writing a Christmas song was like, hmm, okay. You know, but you kind of accept it as a challenge. Can I do it? You know, I can't say it's the most fun thing to do, but the experience of like being a part of something and, and actually like writing something that's catchy and hooky, you know, having all these elements where they're like, this part is catchy, that part's catchy, that part's catchy of this song. Like if you can get five elements where people are like, I could sync that, 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 and that, and that, it really gives you an, an opportunity to get it on a television show. Um, in that being able to sit back and, during the holidays, watch this movie come on and hear a song that you made and produced on television is, it, it takes a lot of work and it's so rewarding. Um, and every year that they play it, you know, we get royalty checks from that. And then there's that whole aspect. And it really teaches you not just about creating the art that you can get on a television show, but then the business behind it. So there's, there's a lot to take in <laughs> when you're walking into this business that is music. <laughs> cool. Um, kind of changing gears a little bit, uh, backtracking. Have you always been into music? Have you always known that this is what you wanted to do? Yes. Uh, I started playing, I think, when I was like 13, 12 years old, something like that, 13 or 12 years old, back like seventh. It was right before I hit seventh grade. Uh, my brother was is a drummer. And he had an older brother and he had a band and the, he had great players. Um, so yeah, music was just something that was always been in my family. I loved it. And yeah, I, uh, my brother being an awesome drummer, I was like, I don't want to compete with that. So I went with guitar <laughs> and it was great. Uh, I loved it. It, it, um, it kept me very occupied. It kept me very passionate about things. It also kept me out of trouble. Um, and it has provided some really amazing opportunities that I never knew I would have, you know, coming from Virginia and just playing guitar and really practicing really hard. And then right after I graduated, I moved out here to Los Angeles and went to MI, Musicians Institution. Uh, I went to the department, it's called GIT, Guitar Institute of Technology. And from there you walk, I walk out of Virginia in high school where, um, you know, I was, I was known as a very, very good player in my area. And then I go into LA and it's like, everybody's a good player. In fact, there's a lot of great players and you get humbled um, and you work hard and you uh, see how passionate everybody else is. But there's a great energy about it that you feed off of that, you know? Um, and so I did, and I loved it. I had great instructors, I had great friends and I just kept on playing, kept on practicing, kept on, 
you know, working at it, kept on sharpening my skills um, through that, you know, just recording music, recording demos, sent it off to back then there was a magazine or there is a magazine called Guitar Player Magazine. And back then um, a gentleman had a, um, a spot, a, a, a part that was called, I want to say Hometown Heroes, something like that. Anyway, he picked up my demo and I was written up in Guitar Player Magazine with my picture on it. And that was just, Whoa. I was blown away. I was like, here I was, this kid from Virginia and uh, Mike Varney is his name. And it was just, it was just amazing. Same guy who, you know, uh, found Yngwie Malmsteen and Paul Gilbert and all these amazing guitar players. And, you know, that was back in the days of just shredding and blah, 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 you know, all over the place. And that, is that's that what, what you did? Oh yeah. I was totally into that. I was into metal bands. I've been in, I've been in uh, blues bands. I've been in pop bands. I've been in all different types of funk bands, all different types of music. So my question to you is growing up, did anyone ever compare you and your brother to the Van Halen brothers? Because that was the first thing that popped up in my head. <laughs> um, yeah, in some ways they're like, how come you guys don't get together and play? Well, you know, my older brother, he, he wanted to stay in Virginia and do his thing out there. And I, I didn't want to. I, I I knew that I had to come out somewhere else, and I really want to, um, really give it give it a shot, you know. And and L.A. definitely lets you know if you have if you can do it or not, really. Um, but then from there, yeah, being uh, playing in bands throughout L.A. and and playing the club scene and really just it takes a lot of grit. It takes a lot of grit. There's so many ups and downs. There's so many times you get challenged, and you just kind of go. Can I still do this? Do I still have it in me to do it? And you kind of like pick it all up and you go at it again. You know, it's like, well, the other choice is not to. And and then you got to find what else are you going to do? Um, so how do you feel like your childhood and like the music you listened to in a sense kind of helped you build like that backbone that you needed to have to be in the music industry? Um, I, yeah, you know, I, I found it, I, I grew up actually on a lot of uh, soul and and uh, funk music, Commodores, the Barcays, uh, Earth, Wind and Fire, uh, all because I had an older uncle who really loved that music and he played it for us. And so I grew up with that morphing into Kiss, Queen, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, you know, and that's when I was really young before my teen years even. And I remember those those vinyl albums and and even really getting into, but not admitting it, Hall and Oates, <laughs> you know, things like that. And of course, all those people, you look back at them, they're all they're they're legends. They're amazing, amazing musicians. Even now you listen to it now and it's just like mind blowing. Um, so, yeah, that's where I really started and, and constantly just really just loving all types of music, really just whatever hits you, hits you, regardless of if it's Miley Cyrus or if it's you know taylor swift or it's damian rice or if it's you know you know uh anybody you know metallica even when that happened that was mind-blowing too listening to that first time so i i just loved all types of music really appreciated all types of music and then as a producer and songwriter i still i still find it just growing like and just peeling an onion i, I even listen to earth wind and fire things to to tracks and i just i really listen to it with a different ear it's just interesting. It's like, I don't know. It's like seeing, I guess it'd be like seeing a piece of art, but now you're seeing something just a little bit different. It hasn't changed, but your mind has changed and your, and your, your maturity and your 
uh, growth as a person has changed and you're just noticing more nuances. And even if it's just a simple pop song that people think, eh, it's just a crappy, there's a lot of work that goes into every one of them. And when you really listen to the minutiae of it, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Whether you really like the song or whether it's cliche or whatever, it doesn't really matter. It's still amazing. It's, you know, a hit song, regardless if you really love it or not, it hits it hits people for whatever reason. That that's the amazing thing too, you know. Yeah. Um so you mentioned earlier that you make music with your partner. Um yeah. how how is that in a sense? Because I know personally it's very different when you're doing something with someone else, let alone professionally doing something with your partner. So kind of what is that like? Um, I'm very grateful for it. Um, and my partner is my wife, but I, I, you know, we also team up with other people too. Um, she's wonderful lyrics and she has a completely different way of thinking and doing things. And there's a lot of learning how to give and take, learn how to work with one another learn how to stand up for yourself when you think you have a really good idea, but learning how to really try out other people's ideas or how to really put together the idea you want and, and in a sense, like um, pitch it, you know, if you're like, well, it's kind of like that and all that, but you really don't give it your all, then they're going to hear it and go, oh, that's not so good. You know, so you got to make sure you whatever idea you have, that you really try to represent it the best way you can. Um, so working, yeah, working with more than a partner, Tracy, she's, um, it's, it's just all in all, it's just great. You know, she nitpicks the music production aspect of it for me. She's my, my second set of ears and I'm her second set of ears when I hear lyrics that come out. And even though the story might be cool, uh, if a lyric doesn't fit right in a song, the way it's sung, it doesn't matter how amazing that line is. You got to make it fit in the song somehow, somewhere, you know, uh, syllabically, you just the words got it. That's the whole thing. It, it's about it's about great lyrics fitting in with a great melody with the right timing. The, you know, the other one can't go without the other. I, that's my personal opinion. When you hear great songs, that's one of the reasons why it's a great song. So would you say that that's an ability that you've heightened more so since you started working with your wife? Uh, yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, there's always so much growth as a musician, musician, as a songwriter, producer and all that, you know, and even then it's just when you pick up or when you start writing even with like a different artist or younger artist or whatever the case is, that's also a great growth. You know, you really learn off of each other all the time. You know, it's, it's wonderful. So kind of on that topic, what you said you worked with other artists besides your wife, kind of what type of artists do you work with in that regard? Uh, usually it's, it's, um, it's artists who are looking to at least get the first step off of being just a, a voicemail recording, you know, who have really good ideas and it's just like helping them uh, make that all come to fruition, like producing and, and hearing a, a song in its complete form and the process of doing it, like really learning the process of what it takes to take an idea that you have where it's just the lyrics and the melody and you're with your guitar to a full production that you hear, you know. Um, 
so that's that's yeah that's basically what some of the elements are some of the things that me and my wife like to do we like to you know reach out to different artists or if artists contact us to re, uh talk with them and find out all right what is it you want to do what are you looking for are you looking to do really art just art type of you know singer songwriter artwork or you're looking to get something that's more uh, in the sync uh business where you want to get it like on a tv or a commercial or a movie you know um and helping people just kind of like uh, take their idea and listening to their idea and picking out the best parts and going, that's the part when you played that part, it hit me. Whatever that was, I want more of that. Okay. You know, that I, the other idea, that's okay, that's okay. But that idea, that's that's great. That is awesome. That's the part that hit me. And then hopefully they they take a listen to that and some people are good with adapting and helping um and recognizing or or going oh okay that's that's the hook that's the thing that really catches you great the other stuff eh, can we make it better can we can we ri make it rise up to the level of that really awesome part that's so i would assume that for, so i would assume for the most part though that you're working with younger artists because that's kind of what you do uh, I do a little bit of that. Yes. Yeah. What's probably your, what's your favorite part about working with younger talent? Uh, my favorite part is hearing, hearing the original idea and then helping them shape it in a way or, or give them just like small bits of feedback where then they reach they just dig deeper and, and they elevate their idea because it's it's like it's like if you're in a jam session you're improving off of one another you know if you have a certain idea that you're doing and you think okay this is pretty cool and then somebody comes up with the other idea and you're like oh wow that's cool and then it makes you kind of change your way and the next thing you know you come up with a better idea that you didn't think you were going to come up with a better idea and it helped and it's because of the other person and what you fed off of them and then it goes back and forth and back and forth and then that's how usually really great stuff is written so there's that part too where i hear this idea yeah what do you think if it went to here and then oh yeah yeah and then they come back with and then it's like wow that was amazing where this energy just comes out of nowhere it's 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 a it's an amazing thing that's also an amazing thing when you like i said even if it's if it's like a, a holiday song at hallmark it started with this idea and then next thing you know you're watching a television movie and it's there it's coming out of the speakers and it's on this movie and it's like wow how did that that's kind of amazing how that happened so um that's that's a great rewarding feeling or or even when you get to the point where it's just about done or it is done and you listen back to it and it's just like wow we created this thing that was there was nothing there and we created this whole sound you know that uh when you send it off to people you get a lot of different reactions or how it touches, you know, just like how music touches us when we hear certain things, you can provide that for other people. And that's, that's, that's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing feeling. It really is. Awesome. Uh, so you and your wife, I assume are the co-owners of your business. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What's it like owning uh, a small business in the music industry in Los Angeles? 
it's hard. <laughs> it's it's very tough, um, but it's very rewarding. It's um, you have to adapt to a lot of things, um, and uh, you have to just uh, you have to be okay with the ups and the downs, and know that even the the high points are not. You're not as, as, as great as your high points, and you're not as low as your low points. You know, trying to kind of go through is just going, hmm, not taking things personally. If something does uh, fall to the wayside, how to go, okay, well, I must continue on anyway, you know, because this business is very rough and there's a lot of the uh, psychological aspect that is, it's tough to handle. Um, that's part of it too, like being able to have, a, a, you know, a, a focused, strong mind and um, being able to be okay with things, really being okay with, with things that, that, uh, sometimes don't turn out so good and some things that turn out great. Uh, and even in songwriting, sometimes you think this is the best thing I've written and you've done a great job and you put it out there and you show it to people and they're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then some things you like, well, this is nothing great, but I'll muscle my way through this. I'll finish this song. That's the other part of it. Finishing songs. Um, I'll finish the song. It's okay. It's good. And you do it. And then you show it to people and they're like, wow, that is great. There's that too. It's just a mind. It's like, so really trying to think like, I know what's going to happen next. I know that this is going to be great. And I know that everybody's going to love it. No, it sometimes it just doesn't turn out that way. So if it does awesome, but uh, you, you can never assume that just because you think it's great, that other people will think it's great or that you just because you think it's crap that other people will think it's crap. You know, um, sometimes, you know, you are, we're not always going to have the greatest idea, but part of, part of getting to really, really good, good songs, or hopefully one day, great songs is writing a lot, a lot, a lot of crappy songs. That's just the reality of it. You know, unless you're totally, totally amazingly gifted, you're going to have to go through writing a lot of crappy stuff. So with that kind of in mind, it, you, would you say that, what type of music we put out and kind of that in a sense of being a musician uh, gives us a sense of how we communicate in a yes. sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It gives us, yeah, definitely how we communicate uh, with our, with our, the people that we write with, how do we communicate with ourselves really? You know, um, like I said, being able to be okay with grinding it out, finishing, you know, what you started on a song. Um, learning about the patience and the pace of it uh but yeah putting out you know I, I i think it's 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 a it's an amazing thing to watch young artists who are able to make it to find their identity and, and make it happen it's because you know this business is very saturated um finding a way yeah, to have your voice i think is is the most important thing it's a hard thing to also really stick with uh, and see it through, uh, especially when fads come in and out of, of people like in different certain music that is like at the top for a bit and then it goes away. And then, you know, being careful not to be the person that's right behind that, the trend the whole time, uh, because then you'll find that what you've done is not really working out. So, um, yeah. Okay. Good to know. Uh, because of that and with that aspect of communication, would you say that's one of the reasons why you do keep such a diverse portfolio of music in your catalog? Or one of the reasons? Um, 
I think one of the reasons why I do a different types is I enjoy it first and foremost. You know, I, I don't know if that's really working with, for me or against me, to be honest with you. Um, because some people who like who just gear themselves in the rock or just the pop, you know, um, yeah, it, it can work out great for for them, uh, for sure. Um, at times, yeah, I think to myself, maybe I should kind of like, <laughs> you know, get a little bit more, you know, um, but I mean, writing stuff like for for television sync is a little bit of that. It's a it's a focused thing because you're, you're writing about themes, you know, um, but yeah, I, I like writing a lot of different diverse stuff, you know, because of my my diverse uh, my my diverse childhood when I started listening to music from the Commodores and then on to hard rock and metal and blues and all that. And of course, everything else under the sun now, um, I find that it helps in the production aspect of really listening to what elements can be brought in when writing a song with an artist and trying to help them just, you know, figure out the direction they would like to go, you know, or the sound they're looking for. Uh, it's the first step I, I find for a lot of young artists, you know, finding out what their sound is. Um, but yeah, I, I sometimes I think to myself, hmm, maybe I should more stick more like straight ahead with the rock stuff. But you know, like I said, I, I love all types of music. So I just try to I like being adaptable. <laughs> nice. Uh despite your adaptability what would you say is your favorite piece that you've put out we'll say recently just because you have been doing this for so long hmm good question wow favorite piece i think maybe just uh probably a hard rock one that we we did a song called you make me wanna and it was just recently licensed on uh, on that movie or that show, Shameless. It was uh, they're putting out these episodes of these things called Shameless Hall of Shame, where they take a season and they show all like the most shameful parts of of a, of a season. So we had a song placed in that, and that song that was its first placement uh, with a new company that we're working with, and we, me and Trace, have always felt great about that one because it's just such a cool almost like a black keys, just hard rocking one. It was like, man, this was just so cool. It's got a cool, fun vibe to it. And, it, you know, it was it was like, it was cool to see it finally get its due, you know, in a sense. So I would say that, excuse me, that one. Nice. Honestly, I'm probably going to have to go find that episode, not just for the facts of the shamefulness, <laughs> but for the song too, or rather that's the reverse. Um, <laughs> Thanks for coming in, though, Sid. Uh, we're sure. Starting. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. We're just starting to run out of time, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, so I really do appreciate you coming in uh, again. Uh, Sid Sosa, uh, you're available at either quixotics.com. Uh, there's also quixotics on IG. Uh, we got you at Sid J. Sosa on Instagram or Guitar with Sid on Facebook for guitar lessons, if anyone's looking to do that. Okay. Uh, real, quick, real quick of course it's actually quick quick ah thank you for the correction and then same thing on the instagram quick sound now okay perfect thank you very much uh sure. and quick just so everyone knows is spelled where is spelled x x u i x o t i c all right correction correction q q u i x wow 
Alrighty then. O-T-I-C. There you go. It's okay. My wife came up with that name and I was like, wow, that's a little, that's a little, it's kind of a mouthful, sweetie. Uh, okay. It's definitely. Hey, it's definitely unique. No one else has it, right? <laughs> yeah, that was the other part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in, Sid. Again, this was uh, Sid Sosa with Quixotics. Quixotic Sound. Sound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, again, this is Shane Tampkin for kpcradio.com. Uh, have a great day.